Welcome to West Coast Conversations. I'm here with Paige, who is the lovely coordinator of Ladies Who Market, who I'm sure you all have heard of before. Um, welcome, Paige. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. You're my first episode back after uh, taking a little hiatus from, you know, just summer, and it's been quite the summer. Life. Yeah. <laughs> Need a little break this summer. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everybody felt the same way. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you decided to start Ladies Who Market? Totally. It's a loaded question. Is it? We got time. No. Okay. Uh, we got time. That's why we're here. <laughs> no, right? Um, yeah. So Ladies Who Market kind of came from this, um, I guess, epiphany that the Kootenays is such like a rich place for makers, everybody is like hustling or dabbling in something. Yeah. And being from the coast, like White Rock uh, in the lower mainland, um, we had markets and things, but it was very like farmer's market, like the produce and the honey and things like that. Yeah. And so when I moved here five years ago, I was like, there's like a pulse here. Like there's, there's people are making stuff. They're doing so, stuff. Yeah, yeah. totally. And uh, that to me was so awesome. Um, and then normally I get to like, um, a point when I have three children and so oh, I have two myself. <laughs> do you, there you go. So, yeah. so you might understand what I'm speaking to when it's like, by the time I get to like the end of like my first maternity leave about nine months, I start to get antsy and I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm constantly like, I don't know, not uh, trying to plan for my next step, I yeah. guess. Yeah. And I've always done a next thing after each maternity leave. And so when uh, my last son was born two years ago, um, I had a store back home and I had a little test store in here in Castigar. And I was trying to convince a friend to open up a store with me. And so she came over and I was like, Carmen, like, you got to do this store with me. I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know how it was going to play out. And she was, she had a store on the island and she was like, I'm not really feeling doing a store again. And it is a big commitment, yeah. especially when you have three kids and she had three of her own as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was like, there's got to be something I can do. And so I was just like, she was like, you should just like do like a mini market thing. Like maybe at like Millennium or something because Millennium and Castlegar is a pretty good layout yeah and it's a nice then venue. it is yeah totally and then it was just that like lightning bolt thing where I was just like that's it a market like there are so many people here this is feasible I can touch this this can this can happen yeah so um the planning for that started in like December of 2019 ish and the first market was supposed to be April 18th 2020 poor timing <laughs> I know and like little Covey you know yeah. and then uh that kind of just kept delaying things and then the first market was July uh of 2020 so a year ago and yeah. now we're going on to I think the fifth market uh coming up October 3rd so oh. that's kind of how we got to me being antsy <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's going well, it sounds like. Like, I yeah. see all these this buzz online. Yeah. Come see me at Ladies Who Market. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. You know, you get to spend money. <laughs> my, my joke is, because, like, so I started the market also because I uh, resell clothes. Like, I used to have a buy-sell trade store back home in White Rock and then for a little bit in Castlegar. And so resale has always been, like, my thing. And, um... Markets don't really let in like resale fashion because it's you have to be under the farmers market association and that's like strict guidelines of has to be made, right? Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, so I was like, nobody will let me into market. Castigar market has been very good and like they let me in once and they'd probably let us in again. Uh, but a little more flexible, there. totally. Yeah, um, and so uh, I was like, nobody, I can't get in anywhere to sell my clothes. Like, how am I gonna sell my clothes without doing a store again? And kind of doing a little bit online. And so yeah. I'm a table at market, which is like a mishmash of like all this <laughs> random stuff. What you want. I got it. Take yeah, a look. totally. Decor. My mom made some tie-dye socks, like some sandwich <laughs> bags, like just like a little a little bit of everything. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how I got onto the reselling clothes, but that's kind of what I do at the market. So when I'm at market... Normally, what I'm generating is like probably what I'm spending too, because it's just a good a good mix of variety of products, and you're just yeah. like, ooh, what is this, you know? And also supporting the makers. Yeah, this is their time, you know. Yeah, so, well, and everybody kind of needs a bit of a something after mm -hmm. all of this nonsense with COVID and everything, totally. and 
so many plans and then cancels and plans and cancels. Yeah. So I think, you know, I think part of why everyone's so excited about it is because it's like, it's, you've made it happen. Yeah. And so many things have started to happen this over the last year yeah. and then and ended then no. up not happening. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like quite a few of the ladies who have even been on the show, I think are participating in, in your market, like Marie from Love and Lemon. Yes, and, totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's pretty cool because it's a really nice place to, you've also created opportunities for networking. Yes. With the market. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's what I see too is like these like unique uh, relationships starting, whether or not it's as a result of Ladies Who Market or whatever, but just like that awareness of like, there's a lot of y'all. You yeah. Know? You're all doing something you know, and you're all amazing and get to know one another, you yeah. know? It's really uh, good vibes, good vibes. <laughs> I, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so you were talking about um, like you lived in White Rock before. So mm-hmm. what, what, made you decide to relocate to the Kootenays and yeah and you know pick up our vibe here because right? you're right you you hit it on the you know you hit the nail on the head that's why I stayed when I moved up here too stuff is happening yeah. in a small town yeah you don't have to live with the city vibe no yeah you still get the pulse Totally. Yeah. Pulse. It's like, it's like, what's that? The keyword or there's, yeah. th- th- there's a thing for it. Yeah. yeah. It's palpable. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was born, uh, born and raised in White Rock, Lower Mainland, and then um, uh, had my store there. I had a couple different hats. I used to work in investments for quite a while and then had my daughter and was like, I can't do these early stock market hours because I'd have to be up at four and I'm like that's way the other end of the spectrum of totally, I know, right? <laughs> um and so uh I quit my quit my job when I was on maternity leave and I was like I gotta do something so I opened my store um and then this opportunity came up um where my brother-in-law was taking a job on the island and he's in Castlegar and he has two sons and he was like can you guys come up and house it it was supposed to originally be for six months um, but my partner is also kind of like a vagabond, you know, he lived in Rosslyn for a long time, Saskatoon for a while. So he's kind of got nomadic. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. So anywhere we go, he's probably lived there. So he was <laughs> like, yeah, let's go to the Coonies for a while and see how it is. Yeah. Um, and that house sitting wound up going from like six months to 18 months. And so <laughs> I was just like, yeah. I mean, the winter isn't as bad as I thought it would be, you know, you hear, being from the coast, it's like it rains or snows once, yeah. you know? And yeah, I grew up on the coast too, yeah. so I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. I actually, you know, liked the amount of sun we got here because the snow can be a serious pain in the ass, yeah. but I mean, it's just dreary and like, I was yeah. on the island, which yeah, okay. is a little farther, Yeah, but yeah. I like rain coast, just right? Wait. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We were right, um, like I grew up in Port, Port Alberni, okay. and that's right by Cathedral Grove, which okay. is like the rainforest. Okay. So yeah. it's particularly wet there. Yeah. Do you ever miss it? I miss the ocean. Yes. I, miss I don't miss too. the rain. No. Yeah, right? It's right? like that damp to your bone kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and all we've done is pray for rain for like the last month, and now we've had three days of it, and I was like, oh, yeah. Feels like home. Yeah, feels like home. And it feels like fall. Like it went from like on fire to fall in a day. Yeah. "Mm -hmm." Yeah. I'm sure it'll clear up. Yes. That's one of the nice things about here is it never, no weather ever really stays that long. It's true. Yeah. Even like the cold, I was like prepping myself like negative 20 weather, you know? And then I was like, oh, it's not that bad. Like you might get a couple days of like negative five. Yeah. Yeah. And then a dump of snow and then it's, it's livable. Yeah. You you just have to be prepared for it. And that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. I like it here. I do too. It's good. And just, yeah, so much going on. There's like a little micro economy, you know, that's really awesome. It's a very unique place, Nelson. Um, I've lived a lot of places too because um, when I grew, like when I was done in Port, Port Alberni, is not the nicest place. Okay. Anybody who's listened to any of my episodes knows that how I feel about <laughs> that place. Um, it was not necessarily a nice place to grow up, but uh, when I came, like I traveled around a bunch of different places, like lived here for six months a year, lived here, you know, all over, and then settled here, and I was like, what? going on here. I went to the art school here. That's why oh, okay. I came. Nice. Um, cause I also have a degree in jewelry and small craft design. What? I do. Ladies who market. Right? I know. Cause <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all these other things. Yeah. Like you're talking about hats. I have like, oh my God, over the last 10 years I've won like 50 different hats. I yeah. swear. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. So it, all it took was you being here for a few months and you were like, no. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. It's awesome. You can get your toothpaste, you know, you can get your clothing, you can get your paintings. You can get literally anything yeah. you want. And I like I just came back from Saskatoon and I was like, is there a pulse here? I'm like looking for it. And like, take me to the like culturally neighborhoods that are like 
rich and old and my partner's like yeah it's downtown we go downtown I'm like this doesn't feel like yeah (laughs) no No. maybe maybe there's some but there's no potters you know I'm like who makes pottery and they're like I don't really know and I was like there's no 250,000 people here nobody makes pottery yeah they all moved here (laughs) (laughs) I've actually met quite a few people from Saskatoon here yeah not necessarily potters yeah 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 Yeah. I know and that's one of the neat things here too is that people come like not just from all over Canada like internationally people settle here I've met a lot of people from far away and they've decided the same thing Love the pulse, love the life. Yeah. Because you still get that small town thing. Yeah. There's like, you know, if you're an outdoorsy person, there's that. If you're a bit of a, not a city person, you might not be quite satisfied if you were a real city person yeah. here. But there's, st- I mean, pre-COVID, there's still like nightclubs and there's still, yeah. you know. And with the educational scene, like having so many colleges oh, and totally. schools here, the demographic, the largest demographic is like 18 to 36, which yeah. are like that is part of the pulse, right? Yeah, Totally. Just yeah. lively. So you've you found that, and you've kind of niched it down to like the artisan market, like the artisan crew yeah. here, and you've been catering to them. And so, like, have you made a lot of connections through this? And like, is your yeah. house filled with all these artisans? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, um, it's. I mean, I'm not a terribly social person. Like, I'm totally an introvert. Like, I like people, but I feel like I don't really need people. Like, yeah. I have like a couple friends, and I'm like. That's, that's all good. I need. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's it. I'm good. good um, so it's nice because um, you get to know these people and and what they're doing and their families and like a, a bunch of the vendors are like having babies soon or have had babies and I'm like oh the babies the you babies know? here yeah. yeah it's like this like little little creative family I guess um, okay. which is which is totally awesome um, I forgot what your original question was. Oh, just have so much stuff. Like yeah. it would be so hard to be surrounded with oh, all these yeah. artisans and yes. not just have your, you know, I'll take that. Totally. That. Uh, and it happens. I mean, I've kind of made it like my own little mission uh, because I sell clothes and I'm like constantly buying and selling. I'll buy it for me. And then I'm like, it doesn't work out. Let's sell it. Um, but then at home things get a little bit crazy, like on a wardrobe front. And so (laughs) I'm like, there's a way to not be, uh, consuming so much like fast fashion and like all that kind of stuff. And so I made it like my own personal mission to like not get rid of everything in my closet that was like made in China, starting with China. Like I know that like Philippines and Bangladesh and like all they I know they all have the same problems as China probably does. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> I know it's like let's look this guy face on right. Yeah. Um, and then slowly weaning out weaning out that kind of stuff from my wardrobe and then focusing on the people here that are making. Um, there's so many rose fibers and Lauren Lulu are I'm such a sucker for linen. And they make the most beautiful linen pieces and we are stories Tracy. Yes. Yes. Like, Oh, you know, and so uh, I'm happy to pay like 200 bucks for a dress if it's made by somebody because it's like the hours that it took to make the dress, the fabric, fabric that they purchased to make it and then their time. Yeah. Like that is worth it. And it's not worth it to buy a dress for, you know, and I'm not shaming anybody who does because everybody has their different, you know, outlook on things. But, you know, it's sometimes it's not worth it when you can buy a dress for 10 bucks fast fashion and somebody probably died for it in India harvesting the cotton you know what I mean so it's so being here realizing that it is possible you can whether it be like just shopping locally like Mm. shopping from stores that are on Baker or wherever they are um or shopping from somebody who made it um yeah it's possible you can do it yeah right well and we are Like, I mean, I can't speak for anywhere else because, like we said, Nelson is a little bit of a unique community. And sometimes you're like, oh, this is becoming a trend. And it's like, is it a trend everywhere or is it just a trend at Nelson? Because it really is becoming a thing of, you know, like support local and, you know, like consume less. Yes. You know, um, Nelson Naturals, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. like you can get natural toothpaste toothpaste. from here. You know, there's umpteenth different consignment stores if you are on yeah. a budget too like yeah. you don't have to go to walmart you can I, i'm close with the girls that run moonrise boutique yeah. i love their stuff yeah. i just actually borrowed some stuff for a photo shoot because yeah. they're so lovely yeah and uh so you know and then that's one thing that comes out of the market i'm sure too is this like sort of cross promotion mm-hmm. and collaboration and yeah. all of that kind of stuff so you're probably seeing it 
firsthand yeah. having your finger like right on it. Totally. And yeah. uh, so, because yeah, I know you also had um, brass and baskets yes, there yeah. at the last one. And, you know, she's doing, you know, home decor, but yes. it's the same idea, yeah. right? It's pre-loved, resale. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's like, I mean, you can kind of have a bit of a vintage thing too. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. so um so yeah so I love that about it and, yeah. and I love that you've created a space for people to kind of make that happen because I I you know you mentioned before that some of the markets have these really strict rules and yeah. that you weren't even allowed in and yeah. you're like that I, that just I don't that doesn't make any yeah. sense to me like who cares because it's kind of like we fall kind of in between this crack of like we're not a flea market you know uh definitely curated uh, but then we don't fall under the Farmers Market Association guidelines. And it's crazy because I was like, I should just do that because then I'm under kind of like a protected umbrella with COVID. Yeah. Uh, because I don't like to think of Ladies Who Market as an event because 90% of the people that are there are making what they're doing, except for like me or like baskets of brass. Yeah. A couple of the clothing, resale clothing people that I like to have. Um, but it doesn't qualify. So, and then plus you need your board of directors and you have to become society and just like all these like rules and regulations. And I'm just like, that sounds really boring. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be buried it's not in that. jam. Totally not. So I'm just kind of like, and I think we're kind of in this like gray area in the Kootenays where it's like, regulate me, you know, come and, you know, <laughs> like really you're going to shut it down because somebody's selling a t-shirt that they reworked, you know, yeah. like let's pick our battles here. You know, I could see if it was like, a bigger market in the city where people are just like hustling things that they bought in China and are selling on the floor. Yeah. You know, that's a different story. Um, but yeah, no, the, it's hard to get into markets just in general for those reasons. So, yeah. Well, and I know like I, I, they just changed more rules again. So yeah. do you know if the October market's going to be affected by that yet? So, I guess it's a wait and see yeah. sort of situation. I'm like always, you know, I tell like, you, should I not have asked that? Did I hit a sore spot? Hurts. No. Um, so <laughs> after the last market uh, this month in August, at the beginning of August, man, that market really just like threw me for a jam because it was like the smoke. So it was like preparing for too much smoke. And then just constantly watching the weather and being like, okay, they're calling for like thunderstorms and like mm-hmm. waking up in the morning and seeing a black sky and being like, okay, guys, we're indoors, but you have more people outside than what you can fit indoors. Yeah. So thankfully, a lot of people dropped out because I couldn't have had room for everybody. And then how do you decide? Well, and that was <laughs> like, how do you even do I, that process? I know. I do have a process, like, because I think I tailor a lot to my background in like, uh, I used to be like a almost a compliance officer in finance and so a lot of it is like process procedure what are you going to do what's our follow-up what's you know so it's all planned yeah right so generally when I know that so you're I'm, an organized artsy person I am, yeah I know right <laughs> you're Control an chaos. anomaly <laughs> know, right um not an artist though you know I don't, I don't know that I could could do that um so when it's like when I know that I'm getting to a point where um I have x amount of vendors and people are still inquiring or applying and then I do have that little thing like I can take you on if we're outdoors but if we're indoors I can't let you on because we don't have the room I really hate going indoors because then we have head counts to deal with and everything else and now you can't even do indoor anything so is that what the new rules were I I believe it was uh I think it's like outdoor events can be 50 people maximum and indoor is like five or something don't quote me because I was just like so sick of reading this rule yeah yeah um but fair so so i'm trying to follow under not being an event yeah i'm still a market that's kind of how i'm playing it and outdoor is the jam uh and i can't imagine the covid rules easing come fall i feel like things are only going to get tighter as per usual um so i'm thinking what were they thinking i'm like whatever anyways that's a whole other thing i know just like i'm like oh we're Sitting up now, no masks, have any event you want, just go for it. And then a month later, they're like, oh shit. Well, you know, I'm like, no shit, sure. (laughs) Right? Who who saw that coming? Well, and I don't want to like, I don't want to rain on any parades. But like, okay, so we were camping, we were doing like our August long, like we go camping with like a bunch of like 
family friends, like mom friends, and then, you know. And so we always plan over the four day that one day, one on the evening, we get to go for like just a mom walk with like none of the kids. Because normally we go for mom walks and all the kids are there, it takes freaking forever. And you can never get to word in sideways, yeah, yeah, you know. Totally. And so we plan this walk. And so we were camping um, Salmo campground. Uh, and it was Shambhala. <gasps> oh no, you didn't realize? Well, we booked and it was said family friendly, blah, blah, blah. Then we go check in and they're like, mm, this campground's 18 plus this weekend. And we were like, well, we reserve. Like, what's up? They were actually super accommodating. Like, no no diss on the people that run the campground at all. Because they wound up putting us, like, in this little pocket, like, way beyond fenced area, right by the river um. with all of our RVs and everything. So it was really awesome. And they brought us, like, a clean outhouse. Like, they were totally accommodating. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was really awesome. Our bad. Yeah, yeah no, that's our, nice. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. So we went for our mom walk. And I... I'd never been to like Shambhala or anything. I'm not, I haven't gone either. I, yeah. I kind of missed the boat. I was too old. Yeah. I think by the time. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And so my a couple of my friends are like born and raised here, and they were like, let's just go like walking the grounds and just like see, right? And it was like getting to be like dusk, like nine o'clock or whatever. <laughs> and um, and we started like hitting, like starting to see, like I like I say, I've never been. Don't understand. Like I, I just I didn't even know what to expect. Right. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like, this bus picks us up, and they're like, you going up the hill? You know, and we're like, I guess we're going up the hill, you know? And so we got on this, like, braver bus, and, like, it took us to the top. Uh, and just the mass amounts of people. I was like, this ain't COVID. You know, yeah, this, yeah, this ain't COVID. Like, really? Can you take me back now? <laughs> I know. Well, and then so uh, my friend says I shouldn't talk about it, but here we go, the topic, so I'm not supposed to talk about it. Um, some, uh, <laughs> you can I, message me later if you have regrets. <laughs> I'll edit it out. Um, somebody was like, you can get in, like, this side door. And so we, like, snuck in the side door. Like, we're not there to, like, party. We're, we are on our hour mom walk. Like, yeah, we don't like, have time. We just want to check out the yeah. scene. Yeah, and then next thing you know, we're, like, front row on the stage, like, you know, like, just dancing along. And then we're, like, the alarm goes off, and we're, like, we got to go. Let's hit this jump. But how packed it was yeah like it was insane how packed it was and then just leaving it just kind of like hit me like i don't know if this is very good yes yeah. might not be a good idea fast forward two weeks and like a family member's friend had gone and they got covid and brought it home to everybody in fruitvale like eight people and so i was just like when these rules come in place i'm like let's look at the source though like not a diss on shop they're so important to our local economy the artists the makers like everybody i was there not legally, but I was there, you yeah. know, and, and <laughs> I get the vibe, but like events like of that magnitude, it's like, we weren't ready for that. And no. I don't think we were right. I think everybody was just so excited to get out and that it was a possibility and an opportunity that you could go party with people you and were friends. quote unquote allowed. Yeah. yeah. And just how many people come from so many far away places. Cause I mean, we've been pretty much in a bubble for COVID, like we've been really touch wood. We've been. Yeah, I, I think it's already. <laughs> it's already sailed. <laughs> know, right? There's no wood there. Yeah, no. Uh, I feel like we were so lucky, you know, yeah. and now we're not lucky, and now we're really facing it yeah. head on, which blows going into fall. Because I mean, I don't know about your kiddos, but like when school got shut down, spring break in 2020. I was like, I am not a homeschool mom. Like, no. and I don't want to do that again, especially going into grade three and preschool, yeah. and then a two-year-old. I'm like, I can't do that. Yeah, so, I know my son's supposed to go into kindergarten. He was supposed to go into kindergarten last year. Yeah, but my son has also special needs, and we were like, yeah. not allowed in the school. This, that, and the other. We're like, we're gonna just hold him back a year. Yeah, maybe things will have. And it was looking like maybe things would have leveled yeah. out, and then fuck. Yeah, right? I know. like. Well, Sorry for all the swearing. People. Totally. But, but looking at this time last year, like this time last year when I was planning for the October market, yeah. I look back on the October market and it was awesome. We were inside. There was like lineups around the block, but we all, we all still had a head count on. So yeah. only like 18 people were allowed in at a time. Hence the line around the block. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Right? <laughs> it looked good. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but just like we were in a different place then. And mm-hmm. I feel like we're not going to be anywhere near that this October. No. So going back to the market, um, for me, it's outdoor or nothing. And, uh, if it, if it's, if it's looking like, like, it's so hard to call it because I mean, like some days it rains for like an hour in the morning when you're setting up and then it's a beautiful day, which is what happened in the June market, you know? Yeah. Well, so, that's the thing about the weather here. It never stays the same very long. Right? And that can work for you 
or against or you. Or totally against, yeah. yeah. So uh, playing it by ear at this point. I'm still going ahead with the marketing and the planning. I feel bad for the makers, though, because it makes them in a hard position to be able to plan for market because some people do really well, and so they're in production mode right now. Yeah. Whether it be sewing or... Throwing. Bomb or... making or whatever it is you do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you're doing something. And yeah. so I really feel that, like, personal pressure to deliver for them because they've worked so hard. Like, the last markets people came from, uh, a girl came from Kamloops uh, that makes, like, these laser-cut plastic earrings. And uh, my friend came from White Rock who bought my resale store. She came up and was, like, selling clothes. And I was like, I can't pull the pin on these people who came so far yeah. and did so much just to be like, it's raining, we're not going to do it. Yeah, and totally. If you build it, Suck it up, get an umbrella. Totally. <laughs> well, we wound up going indoors did, uh, yeah. for the August one, the, this, the one that we had this year. Yeah, time. oh, that's right, yeah, I knew that. Yeah, it wasn't as big of a turnout. I think it's because I don't know if people knew what was going on, but we definitely had that, like, roadside buzz at the June market because it was just like we were all outside People were driving by. They're like, what is going on here? And yeah. it was part of that. Well, you see the people out. You don't get to see that when yeah. everyone's inside, right? Totally. You, you drive by and you see and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, you might miss the little the sign, yeah. right? Totally. Yeah. yeah. You need like you need like a big, illuminated, yeah. we're in here. It's like the states where they have all those people and you're like, that's a job just spinning <laughs> a sign around. Totally. But, you know, it works. Yeah. Effective <laughs> for a reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. So hopefully that goes ahead. Um, everything's going to be up in the air, I think, like even school. Yeah. I've heard some rumblings of, you know, them want the teachers really wanting stricter restrictions than they even had last September. Yeah. Which is going to be hard for us, right? (sighs) Like imagining putting my son who can't really tell me what's been going on in his day. Mm -hmm. Um, I will just have no idea what's going on with him all Day long. Well, it's so kind of a freaky idea, right? Yes. Like, but I'm not a homeschool mom either. I yeah. do not have the discipline. Yeah. Well, it's like I have uh, my boss is from Manitoba, and she just moved here in June, and she was saying uh, in Winnipeg uh, over Christmas, Walmart had like their toy section, like complete anything that was deemed non-essential was completely blocked off. And they were getting like the people get so At like Christmas. yeah I know right so people get so power trippy with like rules like enforcers you know yeah. like this is our job you know so like people were getting in fights because somebody be like I'm just trying to buy my kid a teddy bear and they're like that's not essential you know and it's like am I hurting anybody by buying this teddy bear like and really what are you deeming essential because to yeah. me. Sheltering my children and trying to create some normalcy yeah. in their world as best you can with all the crazy shit that's going on. Totally. That is essential to yeah. me. Like, that is my goal. That's yeah. my only, that's my most important job is yeah. to try and make them come through this as healthy and adjusted and unscathed from yeah. all of this as possible. Totally. And it's like, some rules, fine. But other rules, I'm like, you're making this really difficult to do. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really hope things go through with school because I just, I'm also tired of pivoting. Yes. You know, I'm sure you feel that way too. Yeah. I'm sure everybody feels that way. You're like, oh, great. The plan's changing. Again. Yeah. You got to roll with the punches. You're like, there's only so many punches I can roll yeah. with. Who can I punch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've gone past the roll it to like, I just really want to punch someone. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Um. So... You were talking about your kids, yeah. and they've have they adjusted well to being up in the Kootenays and everything. Yeah. Or were they all born here? You said five years, didn't you? Yeah, so... so they're all born and raised here. Uh, well, John, my middle child, he is four, so he was three months when we moved here. Okay. And then Will, uh, the baby, he... Well, we were he was born in Kelowna because he was six weeks early, but... So he's a Kootenay boy, and John's a, a Kootenay boy. Katie's a, a coast girl, but she's so, like... I don't know. I don't know who she is. I'm like, I don't even know you. Like, I don't understand you. <laughs> We're still figuring you out. <laughs> don't, I'm like, you're your dad. And she just loves is to like... Is she your only girl? Yes. Yes. That's yeah. right. You have two boys. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Girls are... They're weird. They're, yeah. It's a whole other experience to have a boy and a girl, too. Okay. Yeah. And granted, my son, he's on the autism spectrum, so yeah. he's got his own little funky quirks, but yeah. then my daughter came along and was like, what is happening? Yeah. Who or are, are you? you? Yeah. yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. She's great. Like, they're yeah. so fun, and they but they keep you on your toes. Totally. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, my daughter's just, like, a water baby. Like, she just, she'll be swimming anywhere. Like, anywhere we go, she's just, like, in the water. And I'm not, like, at all. I'm, like, eek, yakis, water fish, barnacles. <laughs> like, and it's weird. Being from White Rock, it's, like, 
it's all ocean. Like I grew up on the beach. That's probably I'm, why you think that. Probably because it's like, Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it's stinky. It's barnacly. It's like not. It's nice to look at, but it's gross to go down walk on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm still trying to figure it out her out. It's funny. Her teacher in grade one maybe put it best, where she was like, she was like a sub for a little bit, and she was just like, "Your daughter reminds me so much of like me. Like she's like an artist. There's no taming her." And I was like, yes, that makes complete sense. There's there's no taming her. So, just, just, yeah. she, she's just like, she's a creative. She's just yeah. constantly, but like, there's some attributes that go along with like being creative. Like, she's a little bit messy. Not that all creatives are messy, but just generalize. What it's I find with her is that like... True in my case. Yeah. yeah. I think you made a post about that where you were like, <laughs> all these tasks. It, it's my partner. Like, he tinkers on a project. And then there's his tinkerings, like, lying all over the floor. And then he's, like, on to the next. I'm like, but what about this one? You going to finish with this one first? You know? Oh, yes, no. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, well, it sounds like you actually, maybe it was fateful that you brought her here then. Uh, totally. She's going to be, yeah. you know, growing up with like-minded people. Yeah. And just trying to, like, embrace that versus trying to, like harness it like she doesn't listen worth a damn but I mean she'll get there eventually because all in all she's a good kid like there's no like sassafras with her it's just she's just like really sweet and kind but she's flighty and just like all over the place and I'm just like let's get you artsy that if that's what you're going to be then go be that you know and realizing that early versus trying to like change them or yeah uh, it's hard in the education system though because it's like they they kind of calibrate them kind of all the same so it's like She's not very good at reading, but she's great at math. But then you get a report card, and it's like poor. Not actually poor, not but I mean, you know. You know I know. And it's mean. like she's she's gonna be fifteen and reading. You know, she's yeah. gonna be twenty and reading. It's just reading isn't her thing. Math is her thing. So challenge her more on math. You know. Yeah. Whereas it's meet it's the kids where they are. Totally. I guess that's where like what's that Montessori? Is it Montessori or one of those schooling programs or like that where they just like. <laughs> foster their interest yeah and then help them develop that right so yes and I feel the school system is more that direction yeah than when I was in school part of it is also you know this community yeah is more flexible people and just all that stuff but at the same time there's still a long way to go you know like I know that um I think it was two years ago now they mandated that all schools under the grade two or three I believe maybe even up to grade four, that it's a play-based model for okay. curriculum. Okay. And it's like, I know that in a lot of schools that's not actually being enforced because okay. it's hard to change their ways, right? Yes. Teachers are set in their ways and how they do things. And yeah. um, this isn't a knock on teachers because it would be really hard to totally completely change how you do things. Totally. But I come from um, a background of early childhood education where okay. it's like, I call it emergent curriculum, which is basically like what you're saying is meeting the child. It's emerging yeah. as their interests come out and you're fostering all of that. Yeah. Emergent curriculum is where it's at. Yeah. Right. And so I'm, I'm really hoping that that starts to change, but it's like, I feel like so many things were making real headway and then COVID happened Just, and it took the, it took the spotlight, totally. right? Like with environmental, with education, mm-hmm. all these, I felt all these like shifts happening and yeah. then it's like COVID. Yeah. And you're like, shut up. Okay, everybody. pause. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So, you know, hopefully that, yeah. Anyways, that's a whole other thing because like when is normal? What is normal even going to yeah. be after this, right? Yeah. And sometimes I have this like, I don't know, this feeling like, is this the best it's going to be? You know? Yeah. Like, is there ever going to be a time where like, I mean, I'm not a big partier, you know? But yeah. like, is there going to be a time where I can go to a concert again, you know? Or... Even just plan your markets without yeah. the threat of shutting it down. I tell you, it was like the worst time to like come up with a great idea, you know, because I've <laughs> yeah. never faced so many hurdles and roadblocks than than COVID. You yeah, know? And I think a lot of people debilitate to a lot of business, and that's it too. Is that it's like where so many people were saying like, oh, you're non essential, you have to close or whatever. It's like, yeah, but what about business owners? Like it's ha- still essential to them to make money and work. Yeah, having been a business owner before, like I stepped out of it like right on time because I sold my business in like July of 2019 and then all of a sudden COVID kept crept around and I felt so bad for Steph, the girl that bought it because I was just like, man, like the struggles you're facing, yeah, I can't even imagine because like you feel this uh, responsibility to the people you employ yeah. or, you know, the the... Your, your supply chain, 
You know, like I just there's so many you could go on off on a tangent of all the ways that these people are impacted. Yeah. And going circling back to supporting local, like, you know, I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with Amazon, but Amazon don't need you. Like yeah. Baker Street needs you, you know, the Main Street in Castlegar, Columbia needs you, you know, <laughs> yeah. like they need you, you know. So you got to put your money, put your money where your mouth lives is what I like to say. Put your money where your mouth lives. It's yeah. true. Like support those people as much as you can because those people are the ones that are probably, unfortunately, hopefully not, but come fall, winter, January, February, like they could be feeling it. And nobody wants to rely on a government handout either. It's like... And some businesses like... Granted, I don't really know what the newest supports are. I know that, like, a lot of employees are support, supported to stay mm-hmm. home, hence the employee shortage. Yes. also happening right, right now. Right. Um, so it's great. If you're looking for work, head on up to the Coopies, mm-hmm. although you might not be allowed in because of COVID. Or forest fires. <laughs> or forest fires. <laughs> That's another whole thing. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's one of these things where... You know, so many businesses here because there was a grant rate initially that you could you could apply for, but you yeah. had to have made thirty thousand dollars at least last year. Yes, oh, for the business ones. Yeah. Yes, right. And so, if you're a really small business or a really new business, yeah. you don't fall into that bracket. No. And then you also you're self employed, and so you might be able to get served, but it it's tricky, right? Serves not yeah. enough to support a household necessarily. Totally. And it like you say with the employee shortage, <laughs> I mean, a lot of people sometimes make more on serve or like the the incentive is there that I can not work yeah get my money and just be tighter on my finances so I I don't have to work I get money to work you to not work yeah you know it's really like hard in the economy because eventually newsflash the money's gonna have to stop getting doled out they're gonna have to put the brakes on it at some point and economically again that's going to have its trickle-down effect because there are some people that are probably getting served that maybe they have enough money that they can put it back into the economy. But when those breaks get put on, you know, hopefully we don't see crazy oh things happen. I know. And, and, like, inflation. I sound like my husband. Like, he's, like, <laughs> such, like, a doom and gloomer. He's, yeah. like, the real estate, the economy, hyperinflation. I'm, like, just shut up, Marlon. I can't listen to this anymore. But it's true. Yeah. Oh, there's going to be... It's true. There's repercussions to printing money and the free money and everything. Like, it's not free. And if anything, it's on the backs of, you know, our kids' generation. And maybe if you don't have kids, it's going to be on the back of you when you're older you know, hopefully it doesn't come out in your pensions, your CPP, when it's not there. And then I'm sorry, I'm rambling. I kept stuck. No. But it's but just, it's, true. It's, it's, it's exhausting. Like, you need a paper bag. <laughs> like, well, I'm thinking about it, you know? Even just thinking about how much harder it is for, like, our generation to have bought property yes. or afford to own your own home or any of that kind yeah. of stuff versus, like, my parents. My parents, they bought and sold I don't even know how many houses between yeah. my birth and settling in high school. Yeah. Like at least Me 10, yeah. right? Bought and yeah. sold. There was no renting yeah. my entire life. Yeah. We bought and we sold and we bought and we sold. And sometimes we lost money. Yeah. But that was just what you did. And yeah. now it's like we live in this economy where, you know, you are super fucking lucky yeah. if you even own property. Totally. If you're not fighting somebody in a bidding battle yeah. to get your place. Oh, now especially, right? Oh. Which also I'm like seems so counterproductive intuitive to what's happening but I guess it's because everybody's moving up from the city and stuff right yeah like it's not more Nelsonites suddenly having more money to afford more right it's like people coming in where Nelson seems cheap from wherever they came from totally but yeah newsflash it's not cheap compared to what it was well and I just what I can't wrap my head around it's like yeah I know that people might be moving here with their like newfound money from the coast or Alberta or Ontario or wherever it is uh but like people here where it's like if you're buying a place, like we were looking at places and it was like, okay, if 500,000 was our budget, like I really want to live in Nelson. I live in Castlegar right now. Castlegar is great. I don't drive. So like Nelson would be like my hub. I would yeah. really like that. Um, so I'm like, let's look in our like budget. And then it's like, you can't buy anything. You can buy half duplex in Rosemont for 500,000. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I looked last night. And no, so, and so I know like, we have, I live in Rosemont and one of our, because we have a daycare, one of our parents is a real estate agent and that's, he told me that. Yeah. It made, it's probably the same duplex. Like, probably. Like, did you know that a house or a yeah. duplex like up the street just sold for, right? And you're like, I, that would have been 250 just a few years yeah. ago. And that's insane too because we were looking at buying here when my daughter was uh, just born. So about eight years ago. Before we moved up here, we were always kind of dabbling with the idea because we would come up here to visit my in-laws in Fruitvale. Yeah. And he, my partner always wanted to come back to the Kootenays because it's got that vibe that he likes. 
Um, and we were looking then at houses in Kasgar, and they were like 169 maybe. Now it's like 350 379 yeah. 400 And that's also why he doesn't want to do it, because he's just like, this is insane. Like, this is complete insanity. But also, if we are faced with, like, an economic upset and you're straddled with a $500,000 mortgage, you, you face one uptick in an interest rate and you could not be able to make your payments. Mm-hmm. And that house is gone. Like, you can't walk away from your mortgage. You know, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I kind of do because I have a finance <laughs> background. But, it, but it's just like, like, yeah, there's ramifications to everything. And so I just, my heart hurts for people especially like back home, like people that I went to high school with and they're buying places for like $800,000. And I'm like, yeah, that's great while you're making hay, but if one of you loses their job, mm-hmm. you're hooped. And it's it's really scary time for us. Like I get into a debate with my mom all the time. I love you, mom. But I get in a debate <laughs> with my mom all the time because they bought in White Rock in the 80s and their house on their plot of land was like 80000 or something. I don't know, mom. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> that, that, so cheap. I know, and that place is now worth probably like one and a half million, right? They don't yeah. live there now, but um, but my mom is always like, you got to get in somewhere, and I'm like, yeah, but mom, there is no getting in anywhere. Like, I have three kids, a dog. My husband is handy, and he likes to tinker. Who's an electrician? So there's like crap everywhere. Trailers, like cargo trailers, like whatever. <laughs> like we need like ten acres, you know. Uh, but there's no getting in on a ground level here. I mean, even if they started developing condos, which I would really hope that they would do because I feel like that would infe- affect the vibe because mm-hmm. it happened in White Rock and now there's just skyscrapers everywhere. Um, but they only have so many options here because totally, there's nowhere that. else to go out. Like yeah. you can go to the different, out, you know, out yeah. past Creek or yeah. out the different communities, but you're yeah. not in Nelson. No, like totally. Nelson has hit its geographical totally. maximum, yeah, right? So yeah, yeah. you got to go. So up. there's only up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I mean, it's just not for me because given my given my circumstances, so oh, it's I just hope it like happen too. yeah, it's just like well, because yeah, that's a whole other rant. <laughs> this uh, is the rant episode. <laughs> I know, right? Welcome back, <laughs> rant and raving the cooties. Um, <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That sounds like a good podcast. It's, it's, it's a Facebook. Have you have you seen the Facebook? No, I haven't. Just people ranting, raving about random stuff, and then oh, people really? shooting people down for ranting, or just like it's funny. I'm not on Facebook much, but when I do, I you check all, it. On it's that always page. funny. Yeah, I see what people are ranting about. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. There's just there's no ground level to get in on. Yeah. You know, and so it's uh, there. There's no stepping stone. It's a really hard position to be in in our generation because. I want my daughter to not have to share a room with her brother. Yeah. You know, I want them to have like wide open spaces where they can ride their dirt bike, you know, and that kind of stuff. And it just feels like that's a slipping away, fleeting dream, you know, unless you win the lottery or yeah. so. And there's like on a job front, like with my background, I'm always like, well, maybe I should get back into finance or something. But it's like, we have the bank, like we have BMO and those kind of things. Yeah, but, that, but, that, but that's not my, like, I'm not bank teller. I'm like, you know, insider trading, money laundering kind of person, you know? So it's like, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing for me. There's no like little niche. And for my husband as being an electrician, it's like he could start up his own electrical business, but there's so many electricians because it's like the cleanest trade, you yeah. know, nobody wants to be a plumber and welding, you know? Uh, and so, uh, unless he gets on with somewhere big like Selgar or Tech or Fortis, you know, that's really your only ace in the hole. Yeah. So it's a really uncertain time we're living in. It, it is. And it's like some days, like I'm a very chill person for the most part. <laughs> I worked with, I worked with children for yeah. like 17 years, yeah. you know, a lot rolls right off my back. Yeah. You would be shocked at the amount of noise I can ignore. Yeah. Yeah. All these things, right? But like the last couple of months, I, I I'm not an anxious person either. My my husband really struggles with anxiety, and okay. he always has, like even pre all of this nonsense. Yeah. So you can imagine how aggravated it's been. But even me, I've been like, I can so easily freak out right now. Yeah. Like I'm like right teetering on that edge, like way more than I usually am, yeah. way more than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. And you know, it's like figuring out different ways to sort of cope and get through it and like you know just sort of embracing the lack of control you have over your own situation and the world yeah because I mean just going back to the real estate thing that you were talking about we bought eight years ago now 
and we paid three oh six for our place. Crazy here in Nelson. Here in Nelson, up Damn. in Rosemont, yeah. right? <laughs> but even then, we were in our late twenties, yeah. and we penny pinched. We got some inheritance money. We borrowed some money, and that was the only way we were going to get in. Yeah. And we did it because rents were just starting to get to this point where it was like the more you know, like a mortgage is going to be cheaper monthly. Yes. When you add in like all of the amenities yes. and stuff on top of your rent. And so we we just like squeaked right in there, and then no we got it for below asking price. They were asking three forty six, then lowered it to three fifteen because they got no offers, and then we offered three oh six and got it. And it was like we have a house, and now I'm looking, and I'm like, holy fuck, yeah, like you won the lottery, right? Like, I was like, oh my god, yeah. and like there was so many times after the couple first couple years that we were like, fuck, this was a bad idea. We shouldn't have bought this yeah. and the other, and then it was like, oh no. Yeah, we're we, good. Yeah, whatever hardships we had to go through to get in there, worth it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, totally. I'm the only one out of, like, all my friends that we're renters. Yeah. You know, and we could buy. Like, we've just been, like, squirreling, you know, but, like. Then your house poor. Then, then your house poor. Like, we were looking at buying, uh, like, a commercial building in Trail, and it was so cheap at the time. It was, like, 200000 but to get into commercial, you need to have like in between 35 or 50% down payment, right? Yeah. So it's like we'd be putting like everything we have just to come up with a down payment. And that's and like the whole top floor, it was awesome. It, again, my heart hurts for like the opportunity that we could have had. Yeah. Because the whole top floor, it was like 3,000 square feet and it was like already kind of divided. Like it was just these big rooms and then there was a kitchen like right in the middle randomly. And then more rooms on the. I was like, so cool. I know this could be like two units, like easily good size units, right? Mm-hmm. And then I could have a store on the bottom, or Arlen could have an electrical business, or whatever. Um, but then it's like, yeah, we'd be giving everything we have, and we haven't even knocked down a wall yet, you know. And then let alone permits and oh, HVAC system that would have been needed, you know. In hindsight, we should have taken it because I mean, commercial property is a great opportunity, anyway, especially now but um although i mean you don't like yeah. with everything that's happening yeah businesses in a year or two from now could be t- closing left right and center and you could have been saddled with it rather totally. than it being this opportunity yeah. right yeah because you just that's the thing right now it's like i mean nobody ever really knows what's going to happen in the future but really right now it's just really really uncertain totally uncertain yeah you can't call it right? no yeah no it's insane yeah like no, you've got your kids have siblings yeah and my kids have siblings yeah. and yeah yeah full I'm I'm like a terrible like play mom you know like I'm like a business mom whereas it's like this needs to get done then this then this then this you know and so like <laughs> your yeah. husband sounds like he might be a good he player, is though. he totally is he will go to <laughs> he the pool compensates. yeah he goes to the pool with them for hours and he is so happy or goes to the park with them for hours whereas like I'm at the park and we're there for like 15 minutes I was like mama's gotta do dishes and make dinner let's go and wrap it up you know <laughs> Like, I'm very much, like, I don't know, chore household oriented, I guess. Because yeah. you lose track of it. And the next thing you know, laundry's everywhere and dishes are everywhere. And you're just like, I'm going insane. Will it ever get clean? You know? <laughs> I watched this thing one time and it was talking about, like, the what makes a perfect marriage. And it was, it was tongue-in-cheek, but it was like... You know, a perfect marriage is when one person is boring and one person is crazy and they balance each other out. <laughs> True, yeah. And I know, like, I'm I fall into the latter category in oh, my yeah. marriage for sure, but my husband definitely falls into the former. So yeah. you're like, there's something to it. You yeah. made it work this long. Yeah. I'm a total dud. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, if, if I like, I'm not like a big drinker. Like, I might drink a glass of wine like on a very seldom occasion. But if he sees me with like a glass of wine in my hand, he's like, can I get you more? Like, his drink, his drink <laughs> is just. <laughs> his dream is just to have me like sloshed like kicking in the toilet like he would just be so happy you know oh yeah. god well that sounds a little similar except for roles are reversed because yeah. that's my husband he's always like you're, you're making me into the bag I'm like I'm not trying to I just really am like, I, I want to do this thing too instead of do bedtime yeah. like and he's like no we're yeah. doing bedtime now I'm like fine yeah right it's another reason i'm like i couldn't do homeschool yeah he might be able to do homeschool dad yeah he probably could do a pretty good job but i i mean i'm like oh a butterfly oh like, yeah he gets, we're, classic we're, artist gets super distracted yeah you know he always complains if i'm home with the kids all day he'll lock in the door and it's like yeah i'm like but we had fun yeah 
And that's what's important. And that's where I'm trying to, like, capture that for, like, my kids. Like, when I had to do homeschooling, I seriously went, like, hard and was, like, three hours of And then her (laughs) her teacher was, like, you know, we only actually do, like, an hour of, like, schooling a day. I was, like, an hour? Like, why are they there for six hours? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. And so, like, and then I found myself, like, getting frustrated. But, like, have in hindsight, knowing that they only really do, like, an hour of schooling – probably spaced out in 15 minute segments yeah like she can't handle doing like writing and reading and math and then I got the globe and I was like spin it and let's learn about Africa you know <laughs> and like, I'm doing this <laughs> I'm gonna be super homeschool yeah, mom I burnt out I burnt out so bad <laughs> you it know was like ah oh, that's why I don't do that yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like two months and then I was just like you know what it's early summer it's May yeah take it easy right you know? well, yeah. it's hard I had a baby at the time too so it was like baby two-year-old and then five six-year-old you know so it was just like you know yeah. I, got, I, got, I got kids to take care of you know and they need my attention too oh god three uh, i'm like two i had my hands full yeah we talked true. about we were sort of toying with the idea of a third and then COVID hit and we we're like we got too much going on right now <laughs> like no yeah i think we're good yeah we'll just still good still good i mean right now nothing's yeah. changed yeah. it seems more stressful yeah. than it did even when it started because at least when it started we all you know, like we didn't, we, we, childcare is funny. It always falls into this category of like convenience, right? Yes, sometimes totally. we're essential and sometimes we're not, mm-hmm. right? It just depends on what coin the government decides to flip in what category, right? Yeah. Um, cause we get lumped in with, uh, home care facilities. Okay. Cause that's how we're licensed is, you know? And so, um, we, we were deemed essential so we could stay open, but none of the families were showing up. Yes. Right? All of the families are like, well, we don't feel safe coming to childcare. Like, right at the beginning when everything was really, like, shutting yeah. down. And so we decided to close because then we could claim CERB, whereas we don't felt we didn't feel good charging families to hold their spot yeah. for who knows how long. Totally. And then taking their money. You know, like... And it happened. I heard about lots of cases where it was just, like, da-ding, da-ding. Did, like, they were constantly getting dinged. Yeah. And they weren't working. Yeah. You know? And we just didn't feel good, good about for you. doing yeah, that. Yeah, no, it's a moral thing, right? Right. And well, and we were able to put our mortgage on hold and stuff too. Yeah. So like, you know, we sir only sort of covered everything, but yeah. with figuring all that out and fan dangling out, we ended up with two and a half months just home, hanging out together. Oh, nice. And it was the spring, so it was like wasn't too crappy outside and all this stuff. So it was like that was nice, but now we're in this thick of like trying to get back to it and trying to like create some normalcy but also like things are not normal and yeah school starting and it's like and then you're gonna fall and daycare and, right yeah. yeah so anyway well that's a chipper now maybe we should change the subject before we wrap up <laughs> back to COVID. Yeah. yeah did you want to be depressed watching my <laughs> podcast should i put a warning on this one yeah. um but yeah well it was you know is there anything else that, because like you're talking about your um, resale, is that what you were calling it? Resale? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called Once Thrifted, Twice Sold. Oh, okay. I yeah. know you. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> me. Totally <laughs> right. Do you have a website as well? Uh, the resale is through ladieswhomarket.com mm. under the resale uh, fashion section there. And there's a couple resellers and clothing people represented there, like Rose Fibers is on there, Joy Underwear. Nice. Is on there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Library Sustainable Fashion, Tessa is on there. Um, and then me. And nice. I, yeah. So that's kind of the resale front. And then uh, the grant that's coming up. That's kind of a big in. Tell me about that one. Yes, I'm, totally. I'm not sure yeah. about that. Okay. So um, doing a $1,000 artist maker grant. Um, basically, it's open to all BC residents. Oh, this is right. This is yes. the grant that you're offering. Yes, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, now Just I'm caught come. up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You kind of the space look, and I was like, the grant! I'm like, oh, there's, well, there's been a lot of grants there floating are, around, There right? are, totally. Yeah. And what makes this grant good is that, like, it's all funded by Ladies Who Market and ladieswhomarket.com. So, like, as I've been doing markets and selling at my table and doing vendor fees and ladieswhomarket.com, whatever gets transitioned through there uh just been like squirreling away and so the pot's like a thousand dollars and so basically what is it what it is is it's open to 
all artists and makers uh, in BC. I didn't yeah. want to be so specific with the Kootenays because BC has a lot of people too, but I didn't want to do like Canada wide because then it's just like, this is That's too, too much. much. That would be a lot to manage totally. like, for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so basically it's just a grant. It's not a jump through hoops grant because I find that with a lot of grants, you have to like do lots of paperwork and blah, blah, blah. And then you're you like, I want to look at your paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> and, and basically you just have to do like a 750 word write up of like who you are, what you do, how long you've been doing what you're doing, just about yourself. Yeah, and, and then how Yeah, and how you would do, how you would use your grant, right? So the way I'm looking at it is that, like, submissions are open now. Um, they close October 31st, and then the winner uh, will be, they can't see the air quote. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they could probably hear it yeah. in tone, winner. Yeah, the, the recipient of the grant will be announced uh, November 15th. Um, and so basically that thousand dollars can go towards like, if you're a clothing maker, it can go towards, you know, new fabric or a sewing machine. Like, I don't care what you spend your money on. I just want to know what you're going to use it for. Yeah. Um, it could be like a real propulsion for somebody to be able to jump into the next aspect. Like if you're a potter, like maybe it might get you a space. Yeah. Maybe it might go towards your kiln or your wheel or your materials, like whatever it is. I don't really care. I just yeah. want to know that you're making it and you're doing something and here's some yeah. money for doing it, you know, because artists kind of, you know, they, it's kind of like, oh, you're an artist, you know, and it's like, yeah, but you're valuable. Yeah. Like, oh my God, totally it's valuable. what creates culture. Like, Absolutely. You know, yeah. it's the pulse you're yeah, talking about. That's totally. a huge piece of it. Yeah. And so I don't, I don't know if you've seen it on the website, but there was, uh, I was doing collaborations for a while where... I would pay makers to create me something that's unique to Ladies Who Market. So uh, Wild Honey Clay did like a line for me and Hillfolk Pottery did like little incense dishes for me. And so trying to like encourage the arts and culture in that way too. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just love the arts and I'm kind <laughs> of philanthropic, but not really. So it's just kind of like you want to give, you want to, you want to encourage them that it's not a dead thing. Like you may have to, you may not be able to do this full time, but like, don't give up on it because yeah. it feeds something in you. Right. Yeah. Um, and so I'm also considering doing another grant, um, <clears throat> in March or April of like a small business grant. Yeah. So it might be like $1,500, but maybe you're like starting a business and this pays for your first month rent or yeah. your damage deposit or your furnishings or having been a small business owner you rely so much on like the bank to give you a loan or your savings to get started. There's no handouts. Like literally there's no handouts, right? So yeah. if it's a project I believe in, I'm for you, you know. <laughs> yeah. Do Here's it. Handouts. <laughs> <laughs> Take my money. Take, yeah. Yeah. But um oh yeah, so I was going to ask what's the eligibility like? Like do you have a list of criteria for people who are applying? No, you just have to be <coughs> sorry, tickle, not Kobe, I swear. Um <laughs> No. We're six feet apart. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, what was I say? Yeah, no eligibility is just BC. And that's pretty much it. You gotta do your write up. So it's open to just makers, though. artists, and makers, artists and makers. Yeah, yeah, I mean you have to, oh you have to present a portfolio like five pictures of like your work. Yeah, but really just making sure your word count is on point. Like it's just the word count thing of saying seven has to be seven hundred fifty words. Like that's just like the only discipline that you really have to follow. Like. <laughs> Um, so don't get flowery with your... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a lot of words. It is and it isn't. I mean, I feel like I've seen submissions coming through that are like a good 750 and they're yeah. they're awesome. I have seen quite a few come through that are like 200 and I'm just kind of like back to the draw. Like I could just ignore and delete the email or say thanks for your submission. We'll be in touch. But being like, you know, the... the I want more. Yeah, the requirement is 750. Like yeah. I did your word count and you're 220. So yeah. you got to... Tell me more. <laughs> you know? I need more information. Yeah. yeah, totally. I want to know who who I'm helping out. I want to know what you're going to do. I want to yeah. know why you do what you do. What's your creative process? Like, tell me about you, you know? Yeah. And it's really easy money to get, you know? You don't have to jump through it. It's just, like, here's your money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's awesome. Kind of, yeah. So where, so where can people find the information to apply? Like obviously probably on your website. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Ladieswhomarket.com. And then I believe it's under about and then hit the drop down and then there's like event info and then you'll see the grant like in the, in the drop down there. Um, so yeah, on the website. That's awesome. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, totally. totally. Well, Foster the arts. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Keep it going. Yeah. And that's, you sound like a great advocate for 
us, us creators to all have. I try. Yeah. <laughs> Especially <laughs> considering you're like, you don't consider yourself very artsy. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. Like, yeah. I, I feel like I have like, not an eye for it because that sounds kind of cocky, but like, I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate what I like because yeah. there are lots of makers. Like there are lots of makers. You see lots of submissions come through for the market and it's just kind of like part of what makes Ladies Who Market, I think, unique is that it is really curated. Like I'm, I'm not specific but I am kind of anal where I'm like you have to take your business seriously like if you I I don't require you want hobbyists yeah yeah but I sometimes the hobbyists turn into like the the real deal right yeah but, like true you never uh, know yeah a lot of times like we had a couple submissions like in our earlier markets where like they pitched me their idea and I was like what's your handle on social media and they're like well we don't have one and I was like, you make it and you're in. Like, if you make, if you start that legwork of self-promotion, I will promote you and you can be in the market. Yeah. But if if you're not, like, you kind of have to have a certain amount of business acumen to be in the market because I want to know that you take it seriously, whether it's your pre- presentation or your product or your design, you're in it because it's your passion yeah. versus being like... You know, I, I don't want to say any example because I could just offend anybody. So I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> yeah, fair. fair. <laughs> Maybe a smart choice. Yeah, yeah. You're a smart lady, yeah. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, that sounds great. And that's amazing that you're offering that opportunity. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for coming and yes. sharing with me. Is there anything else that you want to share with uh, my audience? Again, I'm using air quotes because it's not that yeah, well, we'll get there. That's, We're getting there. Yeah. I'm like, do, can podcasters apply? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> in your jewelry form or whatever it is that you took to school Oh, for, yeah, well, in my portfolio was real old. <laughs> yeah, you never know. But yeah. no, nothing to add. Thanks for having me. And I think it's great that you're doing this also because, like, like going back to the – what's that word? There's, like, a, you know – uh, the hot word, you know, there's that word anyway, the pulse. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a pulse. You gotta like put your finger on it. And yeah. I think it's awesome that you're doing what you're doing to get, you know, the makers and entrepreneurs talking. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's something Great. that, you know, it's a passion that sounds like we share, we're, mm-hmm. we're translating it differently, but that is really what, what it was. Um, I mean, that's kind of who I've always been in, inspired by as yeah. other like entrepreneurs and, I, I'm really fascinated by how people choose to run their businesses or like how they choose to market themselves, like all of that stuff. Yeah. Right. I find it really fascinating. So, um, so yeah, this was my idea of like, actually a girlfriend and I came up with it together and then, you know, COVID hit and she was like, oh, I yeah. And I was like, well, I need something to do. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep going because yeah. it's keeping me busy and, and I've met so many wonderful people through it. Yeah. Passion projects. Right? Yeah. That's, passion projects. Totally. You gotta like, there's a side of you that like has to make money because you got to pay the bills and you got to put food on the table. But then there's a side that's like you need, you need sustenance. Yeah. You know, you need that cup to get filled. Yeah. And, and that's what my cup is: is just the arts and then ladies who market and then clothing, obviously. Yeah. Well, Can't and I really it. like people. Yeah. Right. Totally. And so COVID hit, and I was like, where are all the people? Yeah. Yeah. Have, there's no people to have, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna just spontaneously message people and be like, hey, you want to chat? Yeah. <laughs> Totally, yeah. So, and it's worked out so far, so. Yeah. you just got to keep going with it. And I'm a firm believer in that, like, if if you're true to what you're doing, whatever it is, like, just keep going. Because, yeah. I mean, there's, like, great people that, like, they hit roadblocks and they just keep going and eventually they break it through. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they make it. Or, you know, and I'm, I'm also, I'm like, a huge Bob Dylan lover and he has, like, a quote about destiny. And yeah. he just said it to, to kind of, like concise it because I don't remember the exact wording but just like if you have if you destiny is something that you know about yourself yeah and once you put it out there somebody's gonna squash it like it doesn't matter what it is so like I've had so many ideas in life where I'm like hey friend or hey mom and they're like oh you know I support you but I don't know you oh know? yeah me too don't put it out there just keep that shit to you and manifest that and don't want to sound like a hippie when I say manifest the, the vibes yeah. <laughs> but like you, you, there's something that you know about yourself and yeah. eventually that will come to fruition if you keep working hard at it and you give it all you have and you're true to it right yeah eventually it will pay off the hard work has to pay off right well and it's interesting you know a lot of people just assume especially if you're not entrepreneurial that like the most most successful entrepreneurs are the ones that are best at what they do. And you know what? It's not. It's the most persistent. Yeah. It's the people, like you say, that don't give up. Yeah. It's not because they make the best earrings or the best whatever. They're probably gorgeous, but they may not be the best. Yeah. Whatever that 
stick is, is measured yeah. by, right? But they've never given up and they've had faith in themselves and they've like, you know, yeah. taken that criticism and turned it into something they can use instead yeah. of letting it yeah. defeat them. Yeah, totally right. had that feeling at the last market. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'm sure you did. I'm shut this shit down and never open it up again. Right. And I was like, no, there's more to it than that. Yeah. You know, a couple dropouts and a couple, some rainy clouds ain't going to ruin my day. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, and even just that whole concept of like, it's just a day, right? Yes. Like, you know, there'll be another day tomorrow. And that's something that with all of the emotions flying around with this time and how people are feeling and the anxiety and the whatever, right? It's like, you just, tomorrow's a new day. Yeah. And recognize that how you're feeling this moment. Like, don't make any, yeah. don't make any rash decisions right now. This totally. is not the time for rash yeah. decisions. You need to really think your shit through yeah. these days. I'm, I'm bad at that though. Are, are you bad? <laughs> I'm bad I, at I'm that so too. Major, like, I, I and, and like, in honesty, I've made like a couple bad decisions in life. And even like recently in the past year that I like truly regret. And you realize in that, that there's no going back. Like once you do certain things or say certain things, that's it. Yeah. There's no taking it back. And so I'm really t- trying to take a page from my partner's book where I'm like, think it through. Yeah. Literally sleep on it. I'm a Scorpio. So I feel like I'm really like passionate. And sometimes I'm that passion, okay. <laughs> that the passion takes over. Yeah. And it's, not quite as fiery as yeah, Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yes. It was so lovely. I'm like, we could do this all day, which yeah. is what, you know, that's what always happens with the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see how long this episode ends up being. Yeah. You might have to sit through it. Yeah. But, <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you so much. Yes, it was so lovely to meet you. You as well. Awesome.